A question I get often is about all the different forms of magnesium and what's best for what. I feel like it's all gotten way overcomplicated. Even for me, it's been overcomplicated. No one needs seven or eight bottles of different forms of magnesium in their cupboard and not know how to use them. And sure, while certain forms may be better in certain situations, can we all agree that simply getting one's magnesium levels up in the body is a good thing? Magnesium was depleted from our topsoil decades ago, and now over 75% of the population is magnesium deficient. Considering it's a key nutrient for healthy immune responses, it's a non-negotiable mineral for me at least to double down on going into winter. I've recently discovered a full spectrum product called Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. It's a blend of seven different forms of magnesium along with vitamin cofactors and humic and fulvic acids. Magnesium Breakthrough helps improve digestion, supports muscle recovery, and supports healthy bone density. Simplify your life and your routine with this all-natural, full-spectrum magnesium supplement. Head to magbreakthrough.com forward slash Dr. Tina and use promo code Dr. Tina at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's magbreakthrough.com forward slash Dr. Tina, promo code Dr. Tina to save now. You are tuned into the Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. On this episode of the Dr. Tina Show, The Quick and Dirty, I'm going to be talking about all things skin cancer. So this is a new program, you guys, called The Quick and Dirty. I've decided I wanted to add in some short and sweet clinical podcasts into the main podcast selection. So I'm going to be covering clinical data, studies I find, information that I think is relevant, clinical pearls, all of that crammed into short and sweet nuggets of podcast info called The Quick and Dirty. So enjoy this episode. We're going to jump right in, all things skin cancer. Last week, if you follow me on Instagram and you read my stories, you saw that I asked for prayers. I was actually in the dermatologist's office at that time, and I was scared because she was about to excise a rather sinister-looking mole out of my back. What happened with that was... I had found it the prior Monday and I was in the shower and something was itching me. And backstory on me, I have a ton of what are called atypical nevi. These are strange looking moles that if you didn't know better, you would think they were all cancerous because they're all very strange looking. And these are known to turn into melanomas. And so I've been warned my entire life while having them cut out of me that these could turn on you. So keep your eyes out. Well, I have neglected my dermatological yearly exams, you know, my mole checks for many years now, particularly after the nonsense around COVID started because I live in Oregon. It's crazy here. Everybody's wearing N95s. I don't really want doctors performing surgery on me when they can't breathe. It's, It's a whole thing. So anyway, I was in the shower Monday night. And I felt something itching me. The The water jets hit me just away. And I was like, huh, that itches. And I start itching it and it feels large. And I was like, what the heck? And I get out of the shower and I look in the mirror and it was bad, you guys. It was a bad looking mole. It had, I didn't know where it had come from. I didn't know what was there prior. I just knew this thing was big. It was over seven millimeters. And I didn't know what to think except... I have identified a lot of moles on patients that turned out to be melanoma. As a chiropractor, as someone who did a lot of physical medicine, I get to see a lot of people's skin. And so often I've got people face down on the chiropractic table or on the treatment table and I'm looking, you know, over their backs and I'm like, hey, that doesn't look good. I don't like this mole. Go get it checked. And most often they came back saying, you were right. 
it's melanoma. And if you guys have ever spotted a melanoma or had one, they often look sinister. They often look black and sinister, like a little, you know, demonic entity, if you will. So I immediately thought this is, this is a melanoma. And I ran out to my husband and I said, I think I have a melanoma on my back. I'm pretty sure. And I was crying at that point because it was bleeding. And I don't know if it's because I had scratched it, but it was kind of oozing and oh, not to be gross, but it was scary. And I don't have a primary care physician established. I don't have anything situated out here in the country where I live now. So I I haven't been to the doctor since I moved out here, except to a, a chiropractor that I know locally. So I didn't know what to do. I immediately got on the phone the next morning with the dermatology clinic where I have had other skin cancers removed. I had a basal cell carcinoma removed, a large one several years back, and it was a very rare type. And so I called them immediately. They were basically telling me it was going to be months and months and months to get in. I submitted online on this program called MyChart. I submitted an e-ticket and thank God a physician's assistant got back to me within two hours and said, I can get you in Thursday morning. So by the graces of God, I got in, I got it cut out. Fortunately, not a week later, I got the results. It is benign but it was changing. It was called what is known as a junctional nevi, a melanocytic junctional nevi, which means the melanocytes, which are your pigmentation cells in the skin, were definitely changing. They were replicating and it was a pre-melanoma. So I got it out in time. I'm clear. I'm good, you guys. Thank God. Thank you for all the well wishes and the prayers. You guys really came in with full force. My DMs just exploded with prayers. So thank you so much. I firmly believe in the power of prayer and group prayer at that. So uh, I'm very grateful. I know that I got a sign from God in the middle of the night, a few nights before I found it, telling me something was wrong. And I listen. I get these like direct downloads that are, I don't know how to explain them. And you can think I'm crazy if you want, but they're very specific commands to keep me safe. They're never suggestive of anything. It's nothing like that. It's just like, it's like when I shut my Telegram channel down years ago in the middle of the COVID, you know, COVID craze, I just knew immediately, I just got this hit, like shut your Telegram channel down, you're in danger. I've removed videos off of platforms because I've gotten the hit, like you're in danger with this because as they're blowing up and going viral and knowing that's going to put me on the map and targeted. So I listen when I get these weird hits. <laughs> and I got a hit a few nights earlier that something was wrong. I didn't know what to do with that information. And it turns out I had a pre-cancerous lesion. So thank goodness that's all clear. But I want to share with you today a bit about skin cancer because I am not going to stay out of the sun. And I know my dermatologist probably doesn't want to hear that. I am a big fan of the sun. I think that melanomas are an interesting type of skin cancer because while they are clearly the most dangerous and they are the type that do metastasize, there's different types of melanoma. I'm not going to get into the details there, but just know melanomas are bad news. You want them off of you. They can metastasize, meaning they can go elsewhere in the body. Some forms can happen very, very quickly within months. And my the, the, the PA who took it off my back told me it would have been six months to get in. 
if had this been other circumstances. So imagine if you've got a fast moving melanoma and you've got to wait six months. I mean, that's a sad ending. So we got to keep vigilant eye on these things. And I told my husband when I married him, I said, I have a lot of weird moles. It is your job to keep track of them and keep your eye on them because you see parts of my body I don't see. And he didn't take me seriously. And now he is. So he's very apologetic. And he's like, I promise I will scan your back regularly. And I will do my due diligence and go get my skin checked regularly at the dermatologist. But melanomas are bad. They tend to come on somewhat fast. I know that um, one of the Kardashians just had one, my daughter told me, on her cheek. And did not present as a black sinister looking thing. So when I tell you about these different types of skin cancers, just know that they can all present looking very, very, very different or very similar. So if you have something weird on you and you're getting an energetic hit that something is off, especially when you touch it, go get it checked and get it taken off. Just just be safe. You know, I ended up in a clinic that didn't take my health insurance and I have to pay out of pocket. And I was like, I literally don't care any amount of money, take it off of me. And I know not everybody can do that, but it, it's, you know, if it's going to cost you a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks to get something cut off of you, do it, especially if you can do it quickly. Have you ever looked at how much sugar is in most food bars today? Many of the popular brands have more sugar than most candy bars and they're sold as health foods. Another ingredient most folks don't consider are the nasty artificial sweeteners or sugar alcohols used to sweeten them, all of which can wreck digestion. While I wasn't keen on food bars for a long time, last year I got turned on to Paleo Valley Superfood Bars. Paleo Valley Superfood Bars are made with 100% grass-fed bone broth protein, and they're full of collagen, which supports digestion and makes joints happy. Plus, they're sweetened with just a touch of monk fruit extract. They're gluten-free, GMO-free, sugar-free, and dairy-free, but also loaded with superfoods. Paleo Valley Superfood Bars come in a variety of delicious flavors, and the dark chocolate are easily my favorite dessert snack. Listeners of The Dr. Tina Show can save 15% off right now by heading to paleovalley.com forward slash Dr. Tina. Be sure to use that specific link, which you can also find in the show notes, and the discount will be automatically applied. Right now for fall, they even have a pumpkin spice bar that's outstanding. Head to paleovalley.com forward slash Dr. Tina and save 15% off now. First off with melanomas, let's go through the ABCDs because these are the bad guys that we don't want on us. And it's pretty simple. So A, just remember A, B, C, D, E. It used to be ABCDs, now it's ABCDEs. And this is how it works. A is for asymmetry. So one half of the mole is not symmetrical with the other half of the mole. And it can it doesn't match. They don't match sides, right? They're not mirror images. They're not nice and round. They are weird shaping. That is your first sign. B is border, irregularity or changing border. So this border was, not only was this asymmetrical, but the border was very jagged and did not look at all smooth. So it was bad news. It looked like bad news. C is color. The color of a melanoma is often not uniform. So it will be speckled. It will be various shades of brown and black. It could be, you know, I think it was Chloe was the Kardashian. Hers was actually very kind of a, a muted color. It wasn't dark brown or anything. So, but it was the color. She did have asymmetry. She did have irregular border. I saw the picture of it and she did have um, not uniform color. And the color will be changing oftentimes. The one on my back, the color was changing. The diameter is really important. If it's over six millimeters in size, get it off of you. I don't care what it is. Get it off of you or get it checked. Let the doctor decide. 
six millimeters is the size of a pencil eraser. Mine was seven millimeters by five millimeters. So mine was pretty big, especially if it's growing. This thing did not, if it had been there, I didn't know it because nothing that big was on my back a few months ago. I remember a few months ago having my husband look at my back because I had a little itchy spot for months and months and months. I had something that was itching me and I didn't know what it was. I still don't know what it was. Maybe it was a blocked pore or something, but I kept having him look at my back and this big old ugly thing was not there at that size. And it certainly wasn't as dark as it was. And then E is evolving. So evolving means, is it growing in size? Is it changing in color? Is it changing in shape? Is it crusting? Is, is it bleeding? If you have anything on your body that you touch and it bleeds, get it off of you. That is called friability. That's a bad sign. That's usually indicative of cancer when something becomes friable. So if you have something that you keep scratching or you keep you know, fiddling with and it keeps bleeding, go get it cut off of you. Itchiness can also be a sign and that it, this was definitely itchy. So all that said, that's your ABCDEs. Now let's talk about some of the less dangerous skin cancers. Oh, quick note on melanoma. I don't always think all types are caused by the sun. In fact, there is data showing and suggesting that some of the most virulent types, the types that kill people the fastest are the ones that show up on the palms of the hands or feet or in the mucosal or you know, in your mouth, wherever your mucosa is, most often the mouth. The sun doesn't shine there. So while some could be contributed to the sun, for sure, some may not be. Who knows with this one? I burned the crap out of my back when I was a kid. All right, so basal cell carcinomas, these are relatively common. You probably know somebody who has had one or more. Uh, they often will show up eventually in people who've enjoyed the sun their whole lives and they'll show up in the face, the ears, around the head. These do not tend to metastasize. That said, there is a an invasive aggressive type that does. So don't you know blow these off, but these are less concerning if you find them. Statistics say that less than one-tenth of one percent actually go metastatic, meaning they move through the body. These tend to be more... Um, superficial on the skin. They don't tend to go deep. Melanomas like to grow in. That's why they metastasize more readily, but these tend to stay more superficial. That doesn't mean it's okay to not have it treated, but these can usually be treated early. If you do some cryotherapy, they're often burned off. Sometimes they'll be excised. I ended up having to have Mohs surgery on mine. Mohs surgery is a whole other thing, but these are not as concerning. They grow horizontal on the skin and they don't tend to go deep and penetrate. The next one up, which is also fairly common, is the squamous cell carcinoma. 12% of these can metastasize into something bad. So we definitely want to get rid of these. These often start as what's called an actinic keratosis, which is sort of a red, crusty, maybe itchy little lesion on your skin looks surprisingly like a basal cell carcinoma if you were to go to the interwebs and start looking at photos. So to the untrained eye, you're not going to know unless you have a dermoscope and, or maybe they even have to you know, biopsy it to find out. So actinic keratoses can be removed relatively easily. They can be burned off and contained. That is generally the standard, at least as much as I know it and have had the experience of with patients, family members. I've never had a squamous cell carcinoma that I know of. But back when I was being trained in medicine, actinic keratoses weren't even covered by health insurance because they were considered that benign, even though they were precancerous lesions. So they often can times can look like these basal cell carcinomas. So go get them checked. And these do tend to grow more horizontal than 
uh, I'm sorry, they grow horizontal and vertical. So they tend to be more often vertical compared to basal cell carcinomas. Still not as invasive as a melanoma, but there you have it. The basal cells and the squamous cells definitely caused by the sun. Real quick, I'm not going to get into it too much on this episode. I firmly believe and have always believed if you're eating a lot of crappy fats, we used to call them omega-6s. Now they're referred to as seed oils. We, I've been talking about this for decades. If you're consuming a lot of omega-6s compared to omega-3s and your ratio is off, your diet is garbage, I firmly believe that is contributory to our skin cancer epidemic that we have is the advent and introduction of all of these horrible seed oils. The second thing that I would say is concerning is alcohol. We do have data to show that if you drink alcohol in the sun, which a lot of people do, and I have been guilty of, you are more prone to skin cancer. So what we want is a high antioxidant diet, low omega-6, low seed oil, basically. Don't drink in the sun. I know it's fun to lay by the pool in Vegas and drink, but you may be contributing to future risk of skin cancer with that. So I will leave you with that. I appreciate you guys. Let me know how you like this episode and maybe any follow-up questions you have, you can email the podcast at podcast at drtina.com. And as always, please go to your favorite podcast player and rate, review, and subscribe. It helps to get the message out. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Tina Show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A and Dr. Tina 2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practices of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is intended not to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice from any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.